0: i'm good
1: how are you man
0: happy it's a, friday happy friday it's been a week hasn't it it almost feels like the world wants to just fall apart in, an, in some sort of way but on the other hand we're we're soldiering on we got plenty of movies to look forward to i, I mean did you see next friday we got stranger things next friday kenobi next friday and top gun next friday i mean if, oh, yeah. I feel like a kid it's in the candy shop Friday, no, looking for, sure. for next I mean, Friday. I think
1: I've noted everything in my work calendar, so, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I know exactly what
0: I'm supposed yeah, to do. I feel like that this week has sure. just been incredibly like, blah, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to go see Downton this weekend. And then after that, I just have this like fantastic entertainment weekend sprinkled with the Champions League final on Saturday as well. So I get this extra gooey weekend next week. So I just got to soldier on for a little bit. How about you? How you yeah. doing?
1: i'm doing good uh today as uh, same for you i guess it's a really lovely day so i mean i can't wait to uh, have a nice drink outside after that try to get uh some of some of that lovely sun in my face not just computer screens you not know, just computer but,
0: uh, screens but we do have <laughs> a, we, we have a guest with us today fred we do <laughs> yeah. we do and it's currently not sunshine over there because it's it's late at night on the other side of the pond <laughs> Absolutely. So, Tom, Absolutely. do you want to introduce yourself to all the listeners?
2: Yeah, so I'm Tom Bacon. I'm a writer at Screen Rant, and I'm also heavily involved with various different fandoms online. Um, I get the dream job of writing about my favorite films and TV shows for a living. Which is, yeah, who wouldn't
0: want yeah, that? Perfect. Uh, how, how long have you been doing this now? Because you and me, we met in the same like, ballpark now, but for the people who don't know.
2: Yeah, I think well, I started doing this job in about 2015, um uh, but I was initially yeah. with a company called Movie Pilot. Um and then once Movie Pilot kind of went down, still um, missed. <laughs> sadly, still missed. I wound up with Screen Rant and I've stayed there now for about 4 years, 5 years I think. Um so I seem yeah, to have settled yeah, read, down quite um, nicely there.
0: I've been I reading think. your stuff over the years now, and you've definitely found your, your home and uh, your niche over there. Uh, yeah.
2: They're a good company. They've been really good to me. The last few years with the pandemic and everything, the support oh, they've good. given the writers has been brilliant. Uh, I was writing it on really the, the YouTube been.
0: channel, yeah. and I left there probably a year ago now. Yeah. And I was right. over on screen, mainly ScreenRant and a bit of CBR as well. Yeah, but it was good as well. I enjoyed yeah. it. We'd consider going back, maybe. Dum dum dum. dum, dum, dum. But yeah, who knows what the future's going to be. We hum. definitely have some sort of multiverse shenanigans to talk about today because we've all finally had to sit down and watch Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, directed by oh, yeah. Sam Raimi. So that's oh, the, the hat, latest yeah. Marvel movie and i want to get some knee-jerk reactions Uh, first impressions after walking out of the theater Uh, tom go first um
2: i loved it absolutely loved it it's your classic sam raimi style i love that marvel have actually given him the freedom to do his own style so it didn't just feel like it was it wasn't samey it really felt like it stood out in style and tone which was great it wasn't perfect I had I did have massive issues with the Scarlet Witch's arc which I'm sure we'll wind up discussing but at the same time I can forgive that because I just had a blast very, good, very it. good
0: Fred <laughs>
1: um, same I, I would say I would go in the same vein as Tom uh, I really enjoyed it it's not a perfect film but I think that the real the stylistic approach that Simon ring has I think it's really a huge benefit to the film because the, it's it's more mature, and it's it, I think it's dedicated to more a more mature audience, of course, and I think it, it it appeals a little bit more to us, more out of the generic um, MCU material that we usually have. Um, but contrary to him, I did like the Scarlet Witch portion like uh, a lot, to be honest. I think that Elizabeth Olsen is maybe one of the best parts of the film, and she's. She's really, really good in the film, to be honest. I think it's her best interpretation of Wanda Maximoff in The Scarlet Witch since we've first seen her, I think, in, in Age of Ultron. Um, yeah, oh, no, overall, it's a good film. Uh, maybe not the best, but definitely entertaining, definitely quite cool, and visually interesting. So, uh, no, it's a solid 8 on 10 for me. Really liked it, yeah.
0: I liked it quite a bit as well. I think I went in thinking I was going to love it Like, Spider-Man No Way Home, love it. And I I didn't have that same reaction to it, but I still walked to the movie going, like, that was quite interesting. I definitely thought that the movie was a Sam Raimi movie uh, that's being almost, like, tethered by the MCU. And I almost wish that the MCU formula would just let Sam Raimi just go wild and do his own thing. So, kind of like my critique of Eternals, I I almost feel like the movie was strongest when it was not doing the Marvel shtick, if you will. Uh, And like Fred, I quite enjoyed uh, Scarlet Witch as well. I thought that was the stronger aspect of the movie. I thought that Doctor Strange, for being a Doctor Strange movie, I thought Doctor Strange was the least interesting part of the movie. (laughs) So. But he
1: wasn't there quite a bit, though. I mean, it's still... I think it's still a Doctor Strange movie because maybe he's still the character that Yeah, he's still the protagonist. The time, but yeah. it's, he's still the protagonist, but I can understand what you're saying, that his character arc was not as defined as Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Um, yes. He didn't, I, like, I didn't get he didn't behind learn it. much. Yeah, he didn't learn yeah. much after like the, the entire runtime.
2: Um, uh-huh. I, I disagree of, uh-huh. there, actually. Please do. Tell us. I'd actually disagree with you on that one. So one of the things that really interested me with it, it's the problem I have with with the Multiverse of Madness is some of the themes aren't in-your-face obvious. So to me, one of the really interesting themes there is that line um, in the grand calculus of the multiverse, your sacrifice is more important than your death, or whatever the exact word is. And that basically sums up Doctor Strange as he begins... So he's this person who says, right, I will do what must be done for the greater good. And it's basically what he's done all the way through the MCU. It's the logic he had in Avengers Endgame with Tony Stark's sacrifice. And right away at the start, you've got that question of, um, was it worth it? Was it really the only way? And he's there insisting it was. And then it's really interesting that by the end, he's seen what that kind of grand calculus logic leads him to. And he winds up in this position where realistically what he should have done was what America Chavez said killed her. In the grand calculus of the multiverse that would have stopped Scarlet Witch dead. Instead he took the gamble and said no, I'm not going to sacrifice. I'm not going to play that angle anymore. I'm actually choosing to be a hero. So to me it was really interesting because it's, it almost felt like a, a critique of Doctor Strange's role in the MCU so far of saying, right, he's been this guy so far, we're turning him into an actual hero now. That wasn't a hero role. Interesting. And I actually felt it was really challenging to the endgame logic, too. Was he right to make that call?
0: Open debate. Well, when you have the time stone and you can look (laughs) at over 14 million possibilities, that is the question. But no, that's an interesting point. Uh, I think that the movie might have undervalued that point. Yeah. Where they. Yes, very much. Yeah, it's, it runs it's straight, not in your face. It's not the heart of the movie, but it's it's certainly there, and it you can see yeah. it, but it almost feels like Doctor Strange as a character is. He's more like the avatar for the plot to go forward, and he does get his own mini arc, but you're, you're yeah. seeing America's story and um, Wanda's story happen through the lens of the Doctor Strange's story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely
2: think Wanda was.
0: Yeah, essentially, and the it main was character, more a sequel really to changed. WandaVision than it was to the first Doctor Strange movie or to Infinity Endgame. I would say. Yeah. And I know, yeah. to a degree, I know Fred didn't like WandaVision. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I want to be. I don't want. I know it's oh. an unpopular opinion, but I. I, I didn't. I didn't dislike it. I think it, <laughs> it, it didn't resonate as much with me as some of the other shows, I guess, but maybe I'm more of a naive, less intellectual viewer uh, in regards to MCU, (laughs) the the MCU stuff. But I I think that this movie pays a nice homage to what um, WandaVision was all about, to be honest. But it's just that everything regarding what she wanted was extremely, I guess, simple like if we put the whole Westview um, Vision storyline in perspective I mean this this movie only tells us one thing she wanted her kids that's it yeah. and she's like okay I can do anything yeah. to get back into that situation that reality where I was in a family living in a, in a suburban area and whatnot. she wanted this and it, it's interesting how they chose to say well it's a possibility for you because it actually happens in, in another universe that you are with your kids exactly as you planned it so i guess that maybe we're gonna i'm gonna jump into the nitbits that i didn't like but the whole portion about you dreaming about the other yous in the multiverse i'm just like okay it's okay because it was really never explored before saying that okay actually when you dream it's the you from another universe i'm like i think it's too easy but okay i'll i'll go behind it so that that it actually happens in another universe that she has that exact same um, life that she actually plotted for herself in one division. I'm like, this is a stretch, but I don't know. Maybe it's just me.
0: I wonder how, because the movie never really explained it. But how are, how come the kids still exist in the the other reality? Are they still fabrications and just the westview experiment continues yeah. in these other multiverses again
1: unclear because uh, as i understood it uh I, I'm, I hope i'm not wrong but everything in westview that i sent one vision was pure creation from wanda nothing else it was pure creation or, or pure
0: manipulation like the yes. people living in the town were kind the of the like...
1: manipulation but I, I'm, I'm only referring to vision and her ki- uh, and her kids that's that's like she created those persons yes yeah, like so she, she
0: created her family so
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. She created yes. like herself. But what um, Doctor Strange 2 is telling us is that, well, yes, West Point ha- or Westview, West Point, not Westview, sorry, Westview. happened. Yeah. Westview, thank you. Westview. West Point is the, ac- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the U.S. Uh, uh, Marines Academy, <laughs> sorry. Um, so that, what Doctor, the movie is telling us is that, well, this reality is actually one that exists in another universe. So I'm just like, OK. I'll get behind this, but that's not what they told us in the show, so it's a little different, but okay. So
2: I think the idea is that because the multiverse is infinite, everything has to have happened somewhere. There has to be somewhere where anything is real. And I think that's where they're coming from with it. So it's that she created that possibility, she manipulated reality but there has to be some dimension out there where that was real just because the multiverse is that huge i think that's the kind of idea but again it's not explored in a in a consistent
0: yeah. manner yeah. On and it's interesting tweet, that this movie honest. with these very big and cosmic ideas has one of the shorter runtimes in the entire mcu it clocked in that yeah it's
1: not that long yeah, yeah. two
0: hours exactly. six minutes exactly. with the credits
1: but I think that was enough, to be honest. I didn't. Yeah. I, I was okay with the runtime. I think it was way, way enough. Like, yeah. way but again, it's only. We say multiverse of madness. Like this sounds like, oh, okay, he's gonna be yeah. plunging himself into so many realities, gonna lose track. I was gonna bring that up. His yeah. own reality, but at the end of the day, how many uh, alternate realities do we visit? Three, I think. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep.
0: He spent yeah, most time in three, three realities.
1: Right. So it's not. It's not such a huge number at the end of the day yeah that's but. the
0: one thing i took away i'm like it's called like the multiverse of madness and i was expecting almost like a fever dream of chaos where he was tumbling through the possibilities yeah. and the realities like we got that that's that shot where he's like just tumbling through like 20 yeah that was an amazing shot i love that scene. and yeah. i feel like the ones that we ended up going to almost felt standard i guess would be a good way of putting it yeah and yeah, considering the title that. is called like yeah. of madness as you said i was kind of hoping that he was going to like descend further down the rabbit hole like alice in wonderland and yeah. surreal where's down where is his sanity and he's coming across other versions yeah. of himself and i kind of really wanted to have that vibe about it, especially with raimi directing it yeah yes
2: Yeah, I think they were right to only use a couple of universes, just because if you use too many, it's very hard to connect to them. That's the danger. They wanted each one of these universes to feel like an actual place. And so they tried to ground it in just a handful. But I definitely agree, they were quite tame. When the most dramatic difference between one universe and the normal one is, red means go. That That is. is Reddy's going that there was a
0: a few rainbow shimmers in the sky. I noticed that the New York skyline in the movie, and I've noticed this with the Marvel movies as of late. I'm not sure if it's a cause of the pandemic, but the the CGI backdrops in particular have been looking a little shoddy. Like, yeah, when I I was looking at New York City, and I was just like, like I can tell this is a CGI city. I can tell it's not in location. But then if I look at like Avengers. Where they're on uh, the Central Park, not the yeah. Central Park, uh, the Grand Central Station, Grand Central Terminal. Haha. And you can see the, the skyline of the buildings. It felt more tangible to me than the shots of New York City in this movie. And between this and uh, Moon Knight, uh, the She Hulk trailer that came out, uh, I've noticed that there's yeah, has an unusual inconsistency with the MCU's CGI as of late. I'm willing to hold it up to the pandemic but we'll see what comes in the future smaller budgets
1: maybe i don't
2: know no the amount of spending on these things is insane um with the she-hulk one if you'll forgive sort of the tangent i'm actually wondering if the CGI were reacting to something that they tried to do intentionally that just hasn't worked because i feel like they were trying to make that a bit more of a homage to the uh classic Lou Yeah, but it came Luferino off very Hulk. uncanny. And so they've tried to go with an older yeah. type design, but it just doesn't work. Um, yeah, so I, I feel like that's maybe something they've that's going on there. It's actually an experiment it's that's backfired just a little bit. But even with Minnet,
0: though, some of those costume CGI shots, just, yeah, there's something true. just a little bit off about them. And a lot of um, Marvel's yeah. properties are filmed on the the green screen down in georgia if you will and i think especially with the green screen background when we have the volume that's used for like mandalorian and such the backgrounds yes, that that's are cgi true. That's true. Th- and they're more noticeable it's harder to forgive it when the mandalorian looks like it's shot on location I wonder if it could be to do with the speed that they're putting things out now. Because now Marvel's producing what, so much content. I think f- you three know? movies this year and four shows? Yeah. Something like that? It's, yeah. It's bonkers. insanely... Yeah. When
2: you consider this studio only a few years ago was saying they couldn't do any more one-shots because they couldn't yeah. fit in the time to make them. And now they have this <laughs> TV division.
0: <laughs> We're it's, kind of well beyond that. It's, it's starting to become a little noticeable. I hope it's not going to become a trend is what i'm leaning towards yeah um i realized we haven't talked about our drinks actually yeah i know we <laughs> yeah. haven't and
1: I, I think i already finished mine but i can still present what i've been yeah we can do a
0: little, a little uh, interim before we continue <laughs> a to, little parenthesis. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i, I but, like uh, instinctively yeah. grabbed my own i was like wait a minute <laughs>
1: We didn't introduce our drinks, so intro- Tom, what did you grab uh, on your end, uh, the other side of the Atlantic? Uh,
0: Just a of lemonade, okay. me, I'm afraid. It's okay, man. That's perfect.
1: <laughs> it's refreshing on a hot day. It's it's the best thing ever. So
0: I would right. honestly love a lemonade.
1: I wouldn't. say wow, it's a hot What
0: day are you looking here. at over in the, on the <laughs> other side?
2: Um. We had some sunshine at one point, but uh, we actually went out for a meal earlier on, me and my wife, and put it this way. I see. We had to take our umbrellas. It's been a a (laughs) little all over the
0: place here. We've had everything from rain to heat waves all in the span of a week, I would say. (laughs) We had rainstorms and sunshine. so Yeah. yeah. But right now we've got big sunshine. Big sunshine right now. It looks quite nice. I intend to go out. I went over to the shop after work and picked up an Appleton Estate Signature. So, so this is yeah, so the second choice. rum I've had on the show and it tastes vastly different to the El Dorado I've had before. This definitely tastes more like a traditional rum. Um, not bad to drink, excellent to cook with. If you yeah. wanna prepare some some seafood and just let your seafood soak in rum for like a day and then put, like, your seasoning on top of it. let the rum just, like, soak it all in and then grill it. Cooking with rum is a fantastic alternative to drinking it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Appleton is good for mixing as well. Yeah. So uh, I do remember using it uh, a while back. But funny thing, though, I have rum as well uh, today, but I had, like, a cocktail, refreshing, a refreshing cocktail with uh, with a mix of, um, of rum. So basically what I did is that I took – the rum that I took is actually a local Quebec product, so it's the, the Chic Shuck, uh, as, you, as you may know, like it's near Gatsby Zichon. Uh They actually do this, uh, but they, they, they do, I think they have a distillery there, but they have a distillery in Montreal as well, so I have a bottle of this, and I put ginger ale with some lime, and mm-hmm. uh, that's a cocktail, and it's really refreshing on the day like this, so uh, I didn't feel like a Scotch or a bourbon <laughs> for considering the temperature. So, um, so yeah. Getting yeah, a ginger ale
0: uh, afterwards might be, uh, be a plan for the weekend. I might take uh, take the lead on that one. I'll take your lead on yeah. that one.
1: It's a, it's a good mix, honestly. I mean, usually I had Sprite with rum. Uh, it's really sweet, but it's a good mix. But the ginger ale with rum is surprisingly good. I will so, try uh,
0: that out. Yeah. It's, Our, it's a good mix. So, all right. Cheers, to, boys. Cheers. Back to where we were before. Um, yeah let's talk about Sam Raimi yeah Yeah. I think. I think
1: you know what correct me if I'm wrong He's is he a, he, a huge Carrie fan that guy because I, mean, I wouldn't be <laughs> some surprised of the shots, some of their shots in this in this film I was like alright yeah you, uh, you, like, you like Carrie <laughs> <laughs> no, for me like, well, I walked
0: know. out of it going that was Evil Dead 2 meets Spider-Man 1 Light I think that was the yes. like when um, yeah. Bruce Campbell starts punching himself, and it made me think of Evil Dead too, with the the sentient hand in a way. And yeah. when Sam Raimi was just going <laughs> full Sam Raimi, I think that's the where the movie was the strongest. When uh, like when the, the zombie corpse bursts out of the building and like the hand comes up, I loved it as well. That was that. it was super camp, <laughs> but I, I loved it um this the sassy yeah. spirits that were coming out near towards the end yes again it made me think of evil dead the the way that the camera moved was very samurai I mean the way it would like Hard yes. swivel and then do like a zoom onto something.
1: A lot of eyes, also a lot of close-up of eyes, yeah. and I think that that's that's a terrifying shot that I always notice in horrific movies that I don't usually like for myself, but but it's it's cool. It works. It's 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 a really. <laughs> Uh, you feel it like in your heart when you see it on the big screen you're just like oh fuck okay big guys yeah (laughs) (laughs) like it's it's almost as if you're you're watching i don't know like cape fear with with the huge like the huge eyes of elizabeth olsen on the big screen i was just like oh this is a horror film okay they're they're going for
0: it yeah there was actually a lot of use of this a lot of horror movie elements and i was super happy that they went there and at some points i was just like oh like they're going there like Spoiler alert! Yeah, yeah. But the the Illuminati death sequences were, I Ooh, thought those okay. were wonderfully brutal. But I was like, wow, talk about pushing the envelope of the PG-13 rating. Like black, poor Black Bolt's <laughs> is, uh, his head went boom. <laughs> I mean, so did we. This
1: was one, one of my least favorite aspect of the movie: the Illuminati cameos. To be honest, I think they were not well. They were really short at first um and how easily they were dispatched i was like well you're supposed to be the avengers in another universe basically and you got destroyed one by one so easily i'm just like this is a little unbelievable but okay
0: um, for me the unbelievable part was that captain marvel was taken out by a statue <laughs> yeah everyone else yeah, kind of got like absolutely wrecked and it. a statue falls on captain marvel who can punch her way through spaceships <laughs> <laughs> maybe that variant maybe, of Captain Marvel but it still f- it still felt like maybe <laughs> maybe they had something else for her and maybe it was too far and the studio was like reshoot it reshoot it yeah, and they did like, a quick possible. statue fall on her with the hand sticking out because it, yeah. it felt very inconsistent to brains blowing up brain blowing up again and being bisected yeah, <laughs> yeah ribbons Ribbon. to splat <laughs> yeah and then X with the next snap
2: I mean I actually quite liked I had the sort of I had a different reaction to the Illuminati and that I liked how easy it was they were taken out because in the comics they're they're this bunch of superheroes who fancy themselves as knowing what's Mm. best for the world and they are utterly out of their depth and useless I mean they're responsible for the Skrull invasion they send the Hulk in a rocket, and even Hercules goes, Oh, he'll just come back madder. If even Hercules can figure out what's going to happen. Um, and then, literally in the Time Runs Out art, by the time the multiverse is ending, they're too busy infighting with one another to do anything about it. Doctor Doom is more help than with the multiverse ending than the Illuminati. So, to me, the Illuminati are these guys who think they're the bee's knees, who think they're great. And therefore, yeah, they're utterly overconfident. And they even tell Wanda yep. how they're <laughs> going to stop her. So that she goes, what Let
0: me put now? a fix to that. <laughs> I liked that. that I, I wish that there was more <laughs> of Black Bolt and Reed's Richard specifically, because you know, like John Krasinski was the big fan yeah. casting. And everyone was Top like, Oh, look, like he's here. Yeah. And the fact that he was taken out so quickly was like, And he's gone so I do understand that side of the argument I yeah I get it I, yeah, I get would have it. wanted maybe more lead up I don't really mind that they were dispatched quickly but I think they were introduced and then dispatched quickly If the, yeah if they were maybe yeah that's true not perhaps an integral part of the movie but if they were maybe like the sole focus of like the entire second act versus two scenes yeah. at the end of the day I would have Maybe if they were given time yeah. to become characters, I wonder if, if we'll see cameos. Krasinski resume really role all they were. in the Fantastic Four movie, or if this was more like a one and done. It's that's just the cameo for the fans. Mm. We're gonna recast for the the real Reed Richards, because yeah. it can go either way. Because like Doctor Strange looks yeah. the same in every multiverse, but Spider Man's different, <laughs> and, and and Loki, yeah, yeah. Loki's an alligator. I think Loki's yeah. Loki's a Sylvie. Like, <laughs> but Strange has been looking like Benedict Cumberbatch along the line.
1: I think he'll be back because the casting is so good good and everybody's being really pleased with it. So I'm sure John Krasinski signed a contract for the film, but he's going to be like in in this universe, he's not maybe going to be Messer Fantastic just yet. So he's going to explore basically like the, the, the context around his mutation and how he met the other members of the team and if Krasinski gonna is going to be
0: Reed, I really hope Emily Blunt will play uh, Mrs. Fantastic.
1: It would be a cool guessing. Yeah, yeah for sure. She would be yes. great in that role. But no, the other uh, three members, we don't know, basically.
0: Two members. Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah. I think the
2: catch with the Fantastic Four is it depends a little bit Bluntly, how old they want them to be in the MCU. Do they want to be adults, or do they want You know, who are seasoned Mm -hmm. explorers and all that kind of thing. Or do they want them to be a brand new group who, say, Reed is just out of, Reed is into his late 20s, I hope they don't want to
0: do that because we've seen a fantastic origin story twice now. I don't know. And both of them have been a little subpar. So I would prefer to see them, like, later on in their life. They've maybe... um, Yep maybe they've made peace with uh, Victor Von Doom. Because in the comics, he's an incredibly fascinating character who toes the line between yes. villain and anti-hero. Yeah, so I, I think we need to get yeah. some, some Von Doom justice because he's been treated terribly on the yes, screen. <laughs> without a doubt. I do find it, a, that was one of the few things
2: that I really was disappointed with when Marvel bought Fox they actually had, I thought the idea of a Von Doom film, by um, oh I've forgotten the name, but yeah. the guy who wrote Legion, was working on a Von Doom script. Yeah, who's doing the, the
0: latest? Who was doing Possibly. Star Trek? But now he's just doing Fargo, yeah. I think. Yeah, but nonetheless, I I would have loved the idea yeah, of an actual
2: Doom film, just to get into his head and really Which round is, him out as a character. For
0: me, like. Going back to Doctor Strange, which is why I liked Wanda so much as a co lead, because yeah. Marvel has over the years almost consistently struggled with villains. I think I can count maybe yeah. five good villains at the end of the day. And it's not a bad point, yeah. yeah I, I know where you're going. Yeah, with this. and Wanda was a very good villain yeah. because we had this multi-movie multi-tv show arc and i i I bought her her struggle at the end of the day like she's this outcast she's lost everything she had to kill her husband she's lost her kids she's got like ptsd and grief like we had all that build up over years and like no wonder she's snapped and found the the dark hole and the dark hole was like oh you've got issues i'm gonna tap into that so I, I completely bought her her quest, uh, her her mission, and her turn to the dark side. And I think Marvel needs to accept that villains don't just need to be villains; they can also be characters told over
2: absolutely
0: multiple they and not just like that's the bad person. Like they must be defeated. I th- I think that needs to be taken into account, and I hope they do that with Star Wars as well. I feel like. It, Star Wars has been yeah. villain-shy? Well, that, but I feel the like they are, c- across all mediums, like comics, books, shows, they're not allowing the villains to become protagonists of their own stories. Yeah, they're, It's almost like Disney's afraid yeah. of putting the limelight on villainous characters, and they're only there to serve as plot devices to the heroes. Yeah. So I but think, you're 100% correct. Yeah, so I feel like I think that one of the Oh, sorry, go
1: One, well, No, no, I was just saying that it's true that Wanda was such a powerful villain, but not just because of her powers, just because she was but because scary, but at the same time, since we knew her as a hero, it's hard for us to dislike her completely, but she was... She, she, honestly, she was so terrifying, is so effective, um, and rare are the yeah. occasions where we had a Marvel villain like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Thanos at some point, we not... Wasn't a terrifying villain. I mean, it, he was an imposing villain, and his his mission, or at least his 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 values, made sense even if we didn't agree with them. So it was easier to understand and appreciate the character. But I, I can't recall another, apart from maybe like pre.
0: I would say Killmonger Pre-MCU? is the only other villain. Yeah. Yeah. Pre MCU.
1: Yeah. Pre MCU. Yeah. 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 So...
2: I think for me Wanda mostly worked but my big issues were first of all the lack of reference to Vision. Her great love. She's looking all through the multiverse and she's looking for one with her kids but why isn't she looking for one where she's got the whole family together? It felt like particularly after WandaVision there was... It just didn't quite connect for me in that point. I'm not saying Vision should have had a big role or anything. But, to my mind, the big end bit where she confronts her other universe self, I would have mm-hmm. liked it if the whole WandaVision family had been there at that moment and she'd realized, this is the whole family. Not just my kids, but this is the life. Bunk, like, this is why everything. was he it's removed a,
0: yeah, from Yeah, why wasn't like the he there? He was completely dismissed from the plot. Yeah. He was referenced a couple of times. Like, Viz had his theories. Yeah. He was. But, Twice. Yeah. Twice. But why there not? Maybe Paul Bettany yeah. was
1: not available, maybe, I don't know.
2: Maybe. Yeah. It might have been something as basic as that. He was on another film. Um, but yeah, that would be my biggest criticism is it just felt for me it felt a little disjointed. And I also felt I felt like One Division should have had a bit more signposting. Because One Division felt like it had wrapped up her grief story, mm-hmm. or we were supposed to think it had. And to me, I think there should have been just a little more signposting. I get why that didn't happen. One Division was actually in production while they were write, rewriting Doctor Strange 2. So, you know, this the first Elizabeth Olsen knew she was going to be a villain was when she was filming her final scenes on One Division. She thought she was part of an ensemble film. So, you know, I get plans changed. And that's what really went on there. But to me, they should have just added a little bit more darkness in at mm-hmm. the end of WandaVision to make it clear this this grief plot is not over. No, it does make sense. Thing, if that makes, makes sense. We had
0: our big superhero finale, and there was that post-credits scene where she's in the, the cabin that, like, slightly teased that it's not quite over, but it wasn't quite enough. It's just didn't yeah. quite connect
2: enough for me yeah. Um, so that's the main issue I had with Wanda was just the connectivity there and it just didn't quite work but like I said in my first comment I can discount that, it was a blooming good film I loved it so I can happily discount that connectivity issue and frankly I'd rather a director like Sam Raimi was given mm-hmm. the freedom to do his stuff rather than having to be beholden to the last TV show I'd much rather,
0: and I do hope that the directors going forward can just have more say on their their final cuts. It seems like we're heading mm. in that direction. We're not there yet though, but we're we're on a path where if you were to watch a phase yeah. three or a phase four movie and look at a phase one movie, <laughs> we have evolved over the years it's that is really different yeah, yeah yeah we're we're wackier now. Yeah. Um, we're a bit more expressive but I think we're always yes. the, the directors at least are always behest to the, the Marvel formula at the end of the day and I think this far into the MCU yeah. we're in phase 4 I think it's time to maybe just crumple the formula a little bit more we don't have to per se rip it out at this point but I think it's time to maybe yeah. start dissolving the yeah first but dissolve the that formula a little a
1: bit do you think Do you think this is maybe I don't know like the, the the Kevin Feige's of this world is is this like his middle finger to the Martin Scorseses or the I don't know who else the, the Francis Ford <laughs> Coppola that actually said that Martin movies are tasteless and they're just like roller coaster rides saying like no they actually have their own authorish and visual style. Um, that's quite unique, and not just like your every, your everyday blockbuster. I don't
0: think it's intentional, but I think one could definitely see that. Yeah, one
1: could see that. yeah. I think
2: Fag listens to criticism. Fag listens to criticism, so. I think he'll have heard those comments and maybe taken his hands off the wheel a little bit more because of it. But I've always got the feeling that he wanted the directors to have their own thing. You've got to remember that until 2015, Mm -hmm. he wasn't president of Marvel Studios and he was beholden to Ike Perlmutter and all the other bigwigs at Marvel. Which is why Edgar Wright left. So really, 2015... Yeah, so 2015 you're talking Marvel really begins to reinvent itself, but at the same time he's got to continue the plans that he had before so really Phase 4 is the beginning of seeing Kevin Feige cut loose and seeing his vision of what he wants the MCU look like I kind of see Phase 4 as a new beginning not just from not just from a right the old Avengers are gone kind of standpoint but also from a Right, the whole creative approach On hasn't One
0: thing I did commend Doctor Strange for was not having a big generic CGI fight scene at the end of the movie. If you look at the end's confrontation, yes, I think Strange throws what three or four punches. It's much shorter than the usual half an hour action scene that we're we're quite used to now, and with, with a CGI. Characters flying across and the, uh, minions everywhere. <laughs> the the yes <laughs> very 2002 for lack of a better comparison. Yeah, yeah, and I, I did like cause the big CGI finale, it's getting old for me. So, for me, it's like oh, we're we're just we're keeping a much smaller scale. That I did appreciate because it, it felt yeah. very away from yeah. the formula. No sky beams, yeah. No like sky beams. No CGI army. No half an hour where I'm checking my watch. Like it's still going. <laughs> yeah, no. It's true. It's a good point. I didn't look at my
1: watch either. I thought the the the, the, the fluidity and the rhythm of the movie was good. Yeah. It was perfect. I also
0: really liked yes. that musical battle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Danny so creative, a wasn't it? <laughs> yeah it's,
1: it's, it was so weird though i was just what yeah but it was so <laughs> weird i lo- throwing yeah. music notes at each other i'm just like this See, is that was a little
0: weird, yeah so. but it was called multiverse of madness <laughs> i think that was the know, maddest uh, part of the movie <laughs> yes
2: <yeah. laughs> yes that's what i'd like the magic battles in the mcu to look like going forward just the sorcerers using whatever's to hand yeah. and it i wanted all it to look like an acid trip insane. essentially everybody around will be <laughs>
0: yeah Like, these comics, as I think it was Honest Trailers that mentioned this once, but, like, comics are written by a bunch of nerds in the 70s on acid. It should look like it. (laughs) So, overall, if you were to score it on 10, I think, Fred, you mentioned you would give it an 8.
1: I mentioned 8, but maybe it's a little high. I'll go with 7.5. I think it's a fair score, but it's it's still pretty good. I mean, for me, it ranks, uh, I would say, in the bottom upper tier of the the of the marvel films uh, for me this is maybe like as good as iron man 2 that i really liked actually i know it's an unpopular opinion um
0: well that's the show, end of the show everybody thanks for coming around <laughs> you'll never <laughs> hear from no, us so again <laughs>
1: i i definitely think it's an upper it's an upper <laughs> echelon MCU film not not the best but I would say that it's yeah, yeah it's in, it's in the first tier bottom third tier but good like it's 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 still a pretty good one
0: yeah Tom yeah.
2: I've been thinking about it I'd go well I've been toying between seven and eight so hilariously I'm kind of the same as you with 7.5 kind of score I definitely have the same kind of reaction think it's one of Marvel's stronger films not the best you know it's not like for me, it's not no. Black Panther mm, tier no. or anything like that. Um, nowhere near. But it's still a really strong, really enjoyable performance, still in one of their better ranks. Um, so, yeah, really Surprise, positive.
0: surprise. I also would give it a 7.5 on 10. Um, oh, well, it's, yeah. it's good. <laughs> I think we had uh, great strides in tourship with uh, Sam Raimi. We had great strides in character storytelling with Wanda and interesting uh, story beats but with a script that maybe didn't go as wild or as deep as it could have. So that is the overall consensus on Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Now we're going to pivot to a completely different topic i have not watched it at all yet so i'm just gonna try to do my best to mediate the conversation i'm gonna try to join up for paramount (laughs) plus soon i think that may be next week and get on us but we're gonna talk about the halo show so both these gents have seen the show they both have opinions on the show you can go full spoiler i don't really mind feel free to talk about it but i'm sure as all the listeners will know something of a divisive series. <laughs>
1: to say the least. <laughs> to say, to, the to least. say the least. Yeah. Tom,
0: are you a Halo fan?
2: <laughs> um, I grew up... Well, I love the games. You know, I remember I got Halo in 2002, Combat Evolved, and played all the originals. I haven't been keeping up to speed with the games just because there's only so many hours in the day. Um, but I'll always have a yeah. soft spot <laughs> for the Master Chief always, you know. My favorite is undoubtedly when you're in the tank, just blowing everything up. I used to love winding up my mates when we were playing multiplayers. Um, I remember one of them shouting down, Who let Tom get to the tank again? For me,
0: it was always the combo of (laughs) either a shotgun sword or a grenade launcher sword. And I would just be like running around the map like, here's my rocket launcher. I'm out of ammo. Then I would land and just finish off with the sword and they're like, why do you always get a rocket launcher? I'm like, I don't know. So,
1: I, I was a sniper fan, fan myself. I like sniping yeah. people. Three sixty no scope. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm a big fan
0: of the, so, the Halo books. So I quite like the lore. And yes, as a lore junkie, from what I understand, is that the Halo show takes a lot of liberties
1: oh jesus christ man a lot you say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking hell it's so it's weird so
0: here's weird, two right? questions then if someone's watching this and they've never seen halo they've never played halo never read halo how would this show rank and for those who are familiar with halo how does it rank
1: tom you go first i'll let you uh, i'll let you go first it's a complicated yeah yeah question. <laughs> my instinct
2: yeah my instinct, sadly, if you were someone who'd never encountered Halo before, I sadly think it would feel just like a fairly oh, generic yeah, sci-fi. Um, I don't think it would stand out as the fresh, original thing that it should have been. Um, so sadly, I think if you were just a, a brand new to Halo guy... If you like sci-fi, you'd watch it and you'd have it on in the background, some of the subplots you wouldn't be interested in the slightest, some stuff you wouldn't get and you might Google, um, but it'd just be a another sci-fi. If you were a Halo fan, it wouldn't scratch that itch, it really wouldn't, um, it just doesn't Occasionally there is there are moments where it looks like it's about to deliver on its promise. The opening scene feels like a promise. Where the opening scene is this gorgeous battle against the covenant where it honestly feels like it's ripped yeah. straight out of the games. And then there's only three scraps what? against the covenant in the whole series. Yeah,
1: only three. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's entire episodes okay. without oh, yeah. covenant. More wow. than
1: one. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, Considering how important just, that is to the narrative, I don't like. Yeah,
2: there's there's one episode where I don't think the couple even though the, and
0: this takes place before because it's Reach because focused right? on the
2: insurrectionists. Yes, I don't even know if Reach is going to. It
1: needs. It needs. Maybe not way. the same way, but it needs to. It needs but, to. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah.
0: I, S- yeah. So it wasn't per se <laughs> the the fan treatment if you will it wasn't the thing that the fans wanted at the end of the day
1: no uh, no. no and uh yeah you mentioned before
0: we started recording that there's gonna be a new showrunner is that something that could yes. save French so uh, at this
2: point i hope so i hope so they paramount clearly believe in the show they signed up to a season two before season one had even started so, you know, they've had a bit of time. Um, hopefully, that means that they'll hit the ground running, take on board some of the criticisms they've had, adjust a horrific Katana plot. Go into detail, go fix into detail. That, please. <laughs> well, the end, oh, it just drove me mad the final episode, to be honest. I was so disappointed because they'd had a whole build up where. First of all, you have to understand, Katana in this timeline is different. Dr. Halsey intended Katana to be implanted in the Master Chief's brain and the AI to overtake Say his again? consciousness. <laughs> so that they could become the oh, no. ultimate fighting machine. That just sounds like bad machine. fanfic. And rather than be a partnership, where mm-hmm. in Halo what works is the partnership between the two this that makes f- them this so unique. So this faceless
0: killing machine... Who ends yeah. up, his best friend is not even a real person. Is an AI. Yeah, and it's this partnership. But with
2: this, literally, they wind up in a situation at the end where the Master Chief says to Katana, do it. And she overtakes his mind. And then suddenly, they are insanely efficient. It's like the show is saying, yeah, Dr. Halsey was right and you're
0: just uh, no, there I feel like that's that undermines not only the relationship Halo. between the two of them but it undermines Master Chief like he's supposed to be yeah. this combat proficient the best of the best and the, the, best of the, the beacon best. to save mankind and even he needs help outside of combat and that comes from Cortana and he builds up this yeah. relationship and he learns to trust her and vice versa and he he goes through great lengths to make sure that she sticks around but if you undermine like humanity's last hope that he's only good because of a computer oh no yeah and
2: that's where it ended the season now they've got to sort it out they've got to because amongst other things in this timeline the Master Chief is one of the few people who can activate foreign technology to find the Halo, but he needs to have his own mental patterns there to do it. So they've got to undo it t- from a pure narrative viewpoint to even it sounds find the Halo. like they the just need to do like a soft reboot
0: now or something. Um,
1: <laughs> possibly, but again, like yeah. like Tom said, I think that with a different showrunner, I think that it's it's something they can fix. I think there's hope that they can... Yes. Um, like, just fix the show uh, because, like you said, the, the the true problem with Halo Season One is that they they took too many liberties outside of what we actually know of the characters in the universe. And I think the biggest example of this is, is well, I would say Master Chief is a prime example because that's the the, per, the Master Chief you have on screen is so different from the one that you have in the games. Basically, I mean, first and foremost, first episode in, you see his face. (laughs) And he has more screen time without his helmet than with his helmet. Mm. And you're just, okay, (laughs) this first is a major, major, major red flag. Because you're like, the the efficiency of Master Chief, the same thing as the Mandalorian, is that you don't see his face. But the fact that he keeps his helmet tells you so much about his personality and even his emotions. You don't need to see his face. And they said, no, well, Master Chief is so important, we want to give him a human personality. But the way they did this, and to refer to what you said about the final episode, Tom, <laughs> is that the fact that he merged with Cortana at the end, they're trying to tell us, well, you wanted the real Master Chief? Here he is. That's, that's him. He doesn't say a word. He's super efficient on a battlefield. He kills everyone. And then he's back on the Pelican, and he doesn't speak. He's just He, he looks outside. So I'm just, okay, so this is the Master Chief we're supposed to have, but you waited at the very end to give him to us, and now you're saying that he's like that because he merged with Cortana, which is not why wow it happens in the game. Which is so <laughs> Master Chief is one of the worst. I think it's, it's, it's the prime example of how the show doesn't work because they didn't replicate. I, I wouldn't say replicate, but they didn't honor him as he is. He's, he's not Master Chief in this, really. He's John, I think. That's how we can point it out. He's not Master Chief, he's John. He's a human with emotions, and he's really, I think he's super emotional. (laughs) He has like, uh, I don't know, like, anger outbursts a lot of times. Um,
2: To be fair to him, he took out an inhibitor chip. So he's experiencing all these emotions But again, they for the first never time. mention
1: it in he's the video games that before. they have those chips in, in them. So they took, again, so liberty, so many different. liberties saying that, no, they're actually... They, they, they're like this because they were implanted with the technology that suppresses their emotions. And I'm just, okay, again, this is a big liberty that you're taking. So um, The question is, why is there
0: so many liberties taken when the Halo f- canon is already so know. rich with... I don't know backstory it's and, such a mystery yeah. to me i don't i have no clue why they
1: decided yeah, to there's do this. no clue
0: 20 to 30 books there's comics there's the video what games is inter- there's the, the side videos like halo yeah. wars uh, like halo's not short on world yeah. building like <laughs> what's weird as well is that the show
2: is aware of the law so a lot of the plot is about the insurrectionist movements that aren't really fleshed out in the games, they're in the books, the they're the portion, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've got look, yeah, and you've got a visit to the rubble, which is a location in some of the novels. and I've got to say, that was gorgeous, but they're clearly aware of the wider law and they try to import some so elements. It's almost like they're cherry picking some part of it, but then the
0: showrunners or the writers were like, well, we don't want to just yeah. copy it, let's take inspiration from it, but do our own thing at the same time. But then at that point, yeah. why even do a Halo show?
2: I never expected to have a oh. Master chief cliffhanger oh, oh, yeah. story. He does. Oh no! As well, that's
1: also another thing. No, he not <laughs> just this. And big spoiler alert here, guys, but he he loses his virginity. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, he has the, bis- the big sex in uh, in Halo. No, no, yeah.
0: And. It's, and yeah. And this is the weird thing, too, because yeah. John in the the books and the games isn't he like 12? <laughs> because if he He, he
1: starts, he
0: starts out, so I think he's
2: supposed to be about 17 by yeah, the time. Because he's got like the accelerated aging, so he's really just a child
0: <laughs> in like yeah. a man. not and, here. Yeah, which
1: early 30s maybe mid 30s in this No, no. which again is a
0: a deviation because that was an interesting point of the Halo stories is that essentially the future of humanity were using modified child soldiers and that was a very interesting like we we have to get them young we have to like engineer them and they're going to lose their humanity to save humanity
1: yeah you know what however oh sorry Tom go ahead
0: yeah Um,
2: sorry but they actually do pick up on that theme in a quite interesting way the Dr. Halsey subplot was one of the few that really worked for me Um, because yeah they shine this dark light on her ethics and her character and they leave you there are actually some really disturbing implications about how she views the Spartans about her trying to create a family that she can control and you're just there like you are utterly ruthless and frankly you're <laughs> more terrifying than the covenant i love to, that. to
1: give the show some credit because of course like it was mostly bad but there were some positives like however like regardless on how you see master chief in the show i would say that pablo schreiber did a good job like he was a good actor yes. in this like he if you didn't see like the, the if you didn't play the halo games before seeing the show as you mentioned earlier sean and you just see this show for what it is you would say okay pablo shriver is actually a good actor and he actually nailed the character of master chief yeah, within definitely. the parameters of the formats of this show not regarding what's outside of it so i would say this but i want to i want to give credits to the women of the show actually because i think that the women characters the female yes. characters were the best portion of the show excluding Quan ha <laughs> but yeah big, oh, exclusion. big exclusion. But dr Halsey, yeah. Awesome. The best character of the show by far. McKee, yeah. even if she's new to the world, and I think that, yep. that the second portion of the show really pays yeah. her tribute and she's a really interesting character. McKee was interesting. Yes. Cortana, I Definitely. think we have maybe a divergence of opinion here, Tom, but I think that they actually did her right. I didn't I didn't like the final episode when they're actually merged with Master Chief's body. I think that was that was bullshit. But yeah, how they actually made her physically and how she actually acted. Because it's the real actress. It's the actress who does the voice acting in the games.
2: I'd agree with that. So there. it's
1: Jen Taylor, I'd agree I think there. her name is. Um, Cortana was actually pretty good, to be honest. She she looked so. nice and she sounded like Cortana. So it wasn't a big surprise there. So we, yeah. we could at least reach out, I think, and say, okay, she was maybe the most grounded of the characters from what we understood from the games. So she was, I think, our main anchor to the games yes. was Cortana in this. And I would say that, yeah, the the, the three lead women, I think, will be those three, um, except for Quan Ha, of course, but she, they were really good. I mean, those three characters were really interesting and well, I think, well fleshed out on screen. I would agree with that, Yeah. yeah.
2: I definitely like, I think the casting is spot on. That's one of the things that Halo really has ride. That gives me hope for Season 2, to be honest with you. Because if you've got the right cast, then all you need to do is work on the scripts. See what has not paid off, and just concentrate on that. Fix it in the scripts, you've got the right cast. They can definitely do the job. I actually half agree with you with Katana. Um, I do think that Katana mostly worked. It was where the plot that went work, in yeah. the end that I really did not like on a thematic level. Uh, but yeah, just circling back, I definitely think there's hope for season two. Just they really need to learn their lessons. And somehow they have to make that Quan Ha plot. Actually it, yeah, happen.
1: that's another thing, Sean. Yeah. There's another side story to all of this that doesn't need, like have anything to do with Halo. And it's basically about an incursionist planet called Madrigal. It's it's where the episode, the episode one starts with, because there's a fight between the Covenant and the Spartans yeah. there. And I think the whole, rebel, the whole rebel planet or the rebel colony on this planet is just killed by the Covenant, except for one. And she's this the sole survivor. She's like a young kid, and she's trying to regain control of her planet after the invasion. Um, and there's also another subplot with a, a Spartan pirate, not an ex-Spartan turned smuggler slash pirate. Like a,
2: who is who is Cannon? Oh, he's he is. from the okay, original. Okay, thank you. I wasn't yeah. sure.
1: Um, he I is. Yeah. I, I'm 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 conflicted about this character. I'm not, I'm not sure if I like him that much. He played with his gun way too much, that I can tell you, but... Like, recharging, decharging, recharging his gun. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the Sorin character in Quan Ha, there's an episode only on them where you don't see Master Chief at all. Well, except for Visions, but, yeah, it's, it's, it was useless side story, yeah. for sure.
2: Worth noting, I think that... I think that's supposed to link in. my My feeling is that what they ha- They were planning was that the Master Chief will get the coordinates which take him to back to Madrigal because they've revealed there's a portal on Madrigal and there's actually a vision there where they see an oracle around the portal. So my suspicion is that in this timeline the portal is how you get to the Halo ring. But talk about convoluted! Yeah.
1: We don't see the ring, also. And it (laughs) does. That's a big point. We don't see it. We see 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 visions visions of of the ring. But again, it's really limited. We don't see it in its entirety. We don't see it at all. We don't see a ship approaching the Halo ring like in Halo Combat. It's like the Mortal Kombat
0: movie without having any Mortal Kombat tournament.
1: Exactly, yeah, pretty much.
2: (laughs) I think they envision Halo as the quest quest for Halo. Halo. (laughs) And so. Yeah, unfortunately, that just meant, for me, Mm. season one felt like a prologue.
1: It might, you know, it feels like it is, because again, what they're trying to tell us about the final episode, that Master Chief merges with Cortana and becomes maybe the Master Chief we used to, is like, oh, okay, I think I know what you did there, is that the whole... Season 1 is actually a prequel to the Halo universe that we know, Yeah. but even there, there's some things that didn't work, but, yeah.
2: And the big problem with that, though, is that Season 1 doesn't end on a good enough note for them to, say, be finding the Halo ring. They've got partial star maps Mm -hmm. to a Halo. The Master Chief cannot activate the artifact until until he's unmerged with Katana in some way. So... We're no closer, so realistically, season two, if they're not careful, is another prologue.
1: Hopefully not. And Hopefully two not. Two seasons.
2: Yeah. That's the risk. That's what it fe- feels like. It's set up. Now they need good writing to get out of that. They need to find a way to write their way out of the corner that that final episode has stuck them in. And good writing. I'm sure of that out. too. I'm sure yeah. of that. They've got the right cast. They just really need to work hard on this one i don't envy them it but they can do yeah, it there's still there's hope, still
1: hope. If, if it's well made if it's well written and they they correct a lot of the things from season one i yeah. think they can pull this off and make a good season two and regain i think fan confidence yeah. in the show overall but yeah there's a lot of work <laughs> to be done for sure well someone
0: who hasn't um, seen the yes. show yet you're you're not exactly selling it right now <laughs> <laughs> but
1: it's hard it's hard to sell it because again if i would to and we can do grades but if i had to give it a grade i would i would say a five on ten because it's just yeah, passable maybe just barely passable because again there are some good things but they're not they're minor in numbers they're they're small in numbers because again the, the women the women lady the, the women characters are great um I think some of the action sequences are quite good, but again, few in numbers. We get only three battles with yes. the Covenant. We don't see the Covenant that much, to be honest. Yeah. Even the Covenant were well made, to be honest. We don't, again, we see the prophets, we see the brutes we see all the alien species. However, few s-
2: sort of yeah. see all the aliens. Sort of, we don't see drones. But the, and,
1: we see I jackals, we, we see, drones, see drones, we see elites. Eli- the see elites. Elite elites were big and imposing. No, no, hunters.
2: sort of... uh, Sort of, yes, there is a hunter, but, yeah, they add a really... I actually think this is a really clever touch they add to the hunters. So you know how in the original lore they're supposed to be made up of these, I can never say, but Loch Golo, these symbiote creatures. Um, So they have a glimpse of the side of a hunter, and then the hunter actually separates itself into the individual strands, and there's this horror like plot where the strands are sweeping through capturing people and killing people and you're just like I can actually see why they're called hunters, not tanks. Just it was really effective, but then you never see them again. Hmm. Um which is a And no flood.
1: There's no flood in this uh this season, but again I, I hope they'll use them maybe in the next one. Um, because again, the, the 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 covenants are supposed to start their great journey, but they're they missing the map. Same for the humans, so they don't know where the halo is. Um, so hopefully, they'll they'll be a little more gory, I think, in the next season. That would be useful. Um, but no, it's it's a mesho. It's it's not it's not great. It's I can't even say no. It's not it's not even really good. It's just they, 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 there's too much work to be done. Okay. to call this a, a nice adaptation of Halo it's, 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 it's a sidestep close to it but yeah they need to fix it in the yeah. season 2 so yeah. I'd take the
0: well, same view hopefully season 2 can remedy those problems we've been speaking for just over an hour now so that is going to conclude the episode I think we've touched on all the bases uh, Tom Thank you for being a guest on the show. Do you have any uh, social media handles you want to throw out there? Um, If you do fancy following me on
2: Twitter, I'm under... Let me just make sure I say it right. Here we go. Um, So I'm on, on Twitter. I'm Tom A. Bacon. Do be aware, though, if you follow me on Twitter, you will find a complete mishmash of Doctor Who fandom various comic book law, British politics, and just miscellaneous <laughs> who knows what I'm going to come across next. Alright everyone, so, you've been warned. Okay, some variety, well. never, heard anybody. <laughs>
0: some variety <laughs> never hurt anybody. And for us, as <laughs> always, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please give us a like, a review, a follow, all the fun stuff. Uh, the show is available on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, and Anchor FM, any sort of appreciation review likey followy always appreciated we love that kind of stuff
1: damn right thanks so much for everybody for listening give us some comments and we'll be back soon once obi-wan kenobi starts next week the hype is real we'll give our first We'll give a first impression of this and maybe Top Gun,
0: Maverick, if we're lucky. Uh, I want to see it.
1: Maybe Stranger Things. Yeah, it might, it <laughs> might and, be a busy
0: episode <laughs> next episode, so stay oh, tuned. Oh, yeah, it will,
1: be, it will be filled for sure. <laughs> for
0: sure. So, Thanks, everyone, yeah. for listening. Have a good one. W-
1: thanks, gentlemen. It was a pleasure. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.